You're tuned in to the 49th Hour Podcast. 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 fans i'm here with tommy and we actually have a very special guest we actually have senior reporter for the san francisco 49ers kiana martin how are you doing today i'm doing good um i you know i was telling you guys a little earlier about the whole woes of work from home one being pets so as long as my dog stays under control i think i'm having a pretty good day (laughs) (laughs) just keep those treats going you know he's coming (laughs) So we want to, you know, get a little, uh, know a little bit more about you. And uh, so what was your favorite team growing up? Ooh, you're throwing me right into the fire, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> right there. <laughs> Well, actually, okay, so I'm originally from Los Angeles, and during my time of growing up, that's when there were no L.A. teams. There weren't the Rams. There weren't the Raiders at that point. Um, Growing up, my dad was a huge Jerry Rice fan. When I say huge, like, I have his signed gloves, the signed jerseys. Like, that's – it was just 49ers, like – like a hall of fame in like our guest bedroom. So that's just what I knew growing up. But uh, I also had an older brother – who was a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. So I kind of followed my brother along and this was like during the the McNabb era and then came Mike Vick. So growing up, I probably, I, I was very familiar with the 49ers, but I also followed the Eagles. That's a little bit about my story of my my NFL fandom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like Michael Vick. Um, I was not a big fan of McNabb per se. Um, only reason I did somewhat like McNabb was because of uh, Madden. He was on the cover of Madden 06, and that's one of my favorite Madden games. I was like, oh, he's kind of cool with it. But after watching him play, I was like, okay, he's not that good. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no, that's it. It's, it stops right here with the cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerry Rice is my personal favorite. Um, obviously, I wasn't old enough to experience the, uh, the five Super Bowls, but um, my grandfather was a Niners fan. But he turned to a Chiefs fan because I live in the Kansas area. And it's, it's bad. Uh, my dad is a Niners fan, and I didn't really get too much into football until I was like six. And I started reading up on the Niners' uh, history. It's like, wow, these guys are actually really good. And, J- and I started watching film on Jerry Rice. Like, wow, this guy is phenomenal. And he just became my favorite player since then. So you said your, your grandfather was, became a Chiefs fan? He became a Chiefs fan. He was an Irish fan, but then he became a Chiefs fan. Did, did he maybe follow behind Joe Montana? Is that what happened? Uh, no, I think he just wanted. I think he just got tired of Irish winning quite a bit or something. I don't know. I don't know what happened. My dad never said what happened, <laughs> so I don't know. Hey, at least it wasn't in the same division. I, I mean, that's true. That is okay. true. It's very true. For that matter. <laughs> well, you told me. 
Uh, I've always been pretty much of a Steve Young fan. Uh, I just, I mean, obviously I wasn't old enough as well to like see and like live all the Super Bowl wins and everything. Um, But I do look at a lot of like the highlight reels of Steve Young and like all the breakoffs that he would just run like just down the sideline and trip and fall into the end zone just because he was just so tired. Um, And just like all the like the throws that he would make and everything. Uh, But yeah, it, I think Steven has just always been kind of my favorite, just kind of like in the back of my back of my mind. So, yeah. Um, but I did on Twitter, uh, I think it was like a few months ago now. Um, I saw a video of Jerry Rice on like the practice field and it was just him just running routes and just going against like the top like DBs and stuff. And he was just burning them. It was so fun to watch. Um, but that's, that's kind of like all I've really seen <laughs> from, from the <laughs> legends. Yeah, it's it's crazy when you say that because I just think back to um I don't know, was it the the conference championship game when Jerry came to Levi Stadium and he like ran a hundred yards across the field yeah. and like in a in a suit and like dress <laughs> But even before that, the the first year of uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch when he came out to training camp and mainly, you know this was my first year, but from what I assumed and what I took from it, I thought that, you know, maybe veterans or not veterans, but like alumni and legends will come in just to kind of talk to this team. It's a new team, not, it was so much turnover. So having a guy like Jerry Rice there, I'm sure like a lot of the guys were, you know, just excited to see these guys of, you know, so much history and so many accolades and accomplishments show up. But it wasn't that. No, Jerry Rice had on his cleats and the like the guys, the receivers are running routes. He's on the side running his own routes. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is so, this is a guy that like my dad loved and like I watched when I was really young. And he's out here doing it with the young guys. So it's just so crazy to watch him. Like I think if somebody would sign him to like a day contract and let him play in one game, <laughs> I guarantee he'll do it. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he definitely could do it now. I'm, I'm, the man's insane. He works out all the time. You, you can tell he does. And um, I remember watching this video. He actually ran a route and beat. Uh, uh, he actually was a uh, at a high school event or something like that. And he asked one of the kids to defend against him. And he ran against a route and broke the kid's ankles. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I can't remember. What it's from? It's from like a few years ago. I remember watching it though. It was it was crazy. Gosh, I feel so bad for the kid. Like <laughs> by like an older guy. Oh. But yeah. to be honest, though, is a hall of famer. I would rather get schooled by a hall of famer than some random old dude. You know what? You're right. You have a point there. <laughs> I can't so, remember. Oh. Go ahead. I was Go gonna ahead. say I can't remember when it is or when I saw it, but I saw him run uh, like a forty-yard dash, and I think he got like a five-one time. So I mean, the dude still has speed too, and and he's still burning people on his routes and stuff too. So yeah. I mean, hopefully a day contract comes in sometime. That'd be pretty nice. I feel like I remember <laughs> it too. Yeah, I think it was like a five-one, five-two, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that was like that was from last year, wasn't it? Was yeah, the it? Combine. I yeah, he, had, he did the combine. He ran it in full suit. And that, everything. That, I think it was for the combine when he did that. Because <laughs> yeah. I think he challenged Rich Eisen for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for his charity and everything. That was great. Yeah. 
So, can I, so um, can you tell us about your journey to working for the Niners? Like, um, where do you start out from, and how do you get from from your beginning to how you get here? Got here now. So I can probably take up this whole podcast time by telling my story, but I'm going to do the condensed version for everybody listening sake. But uh, I went to San Diego State. I got my degree in sports marketing. I knew that growing up, I wanted to work in sports. I was still like figuring out in what capacity. Um, once I hit maybe my senior year, I was like, you know what? I'm like watching TV. I'm watching these reporters just like killing it. And I'm just like, I would love to have that job someday. And I'm like, wait, I, why can't I? Like, I can do this. So one reason why I always felt like I was behind the ball compared to my counterparts was that everybody went to school for broadcast journalism. So they had the internships and they started the networking. So I always felt like everybody else was maybe a step ahead of where I was. So because of that, I literally had to work from the ground up to at least get my foot in the door. So I worked a number of internships and free gigs, one being um, KDOL, um, Oakland Unified School District's uh, radio station. Uh, when I was living in LA, I would fly to Oakland every Berkeley home game. I would then get a rental car and then drive to the stadium. I'd cover a game, drive right back, fly back to LA. And I would do that just to get my foot in the door and get some experience. Um, after that, I worked small gig after small gig. I'll say the biggest opportunity that I got uh, was an intern with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, back in 2015. I can't remember the year, but I uh, worked there for about a season and some change. That's where I feel like I really got to hone in on my craft. I learned so much um, about the league. I learned about working for a, a club. I learned about what it is to report for a team, just all of the ins and outs of my job that I do now kind of got that entry level learning experience right then. And then um, from there, moved on to the Denver Nuggets, got my first big fully paid opportunity. We'll say that there I was the associate producer slash uh, in arena reporter for the Nuggets. I worked there for a season. And then uh, now to the San Francisco 49ers, now closed out my fourth season with the team. I like to say I came in at the same time as like Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, that whole regime. So I've been there from basically the start. Uh, my first week was actually draft week. So my very, very first week, I think the first day I kind of got my like, here's your office. These are your coworkers. And by the second or third day, I was interviewing Jed York. And I was like, holy heck, like, this wow. is insane. this is crazy. Like, they are throwing me into the fire here. Hit the big one, say one. Yeah, but uh, it, it was an incredible experience. And, and it, you know, that was right the same year uh, drafting Solomon Thomas. So I say he's my work buddy because we <laughs> came in literally days apart from each other. Um, so that's kind of like the long story short from how I got my start going to school, studying sports marketing to making it here. And now with the 49ers closing out my fourth season. That's incredible. <laughs> and it, it, it really is uh, um, astonishing, really. And what was your, okay, you have, you have to tell us, um, what was your experience working with Joe Fan? <laughs> Joe is great. Joe is one of my close friends to this day. Um, Honestly, like I owe a lot of, you know, my job right now and, and the job that I'm doing to Joe. He really kind of took me in, took me under his wing, showed me the ropes. Um, he's great. He's awesome. He's no, so knowledgeable. Um, one of my good friends. Joe is awesome. He's great. Can you share a funny story with 
with us oh, or like, or no? A if funny not, story of Joe. Joe is a I like nobody really knows it, but he's like a closet country singer. <laughs> oh man. And he loves just like belching out some tunes. He's big on singing. Not many people know it. And he can hold a note. I will give him that. He can hold a note. But Joe loves to sing. He does not do it in front of people. But I have caught him in his office like humming along. <laughs> he loves some Backstreet Boys too. I'll throw that out. Oh man. <laughs> Who doesn't love Backstreet Boys? That's a great band. It's a great, they're great for karaoke too. So that was his thing. <laughs> Okay, so oh. I only did karaoke once in my life, and that was last week. That was your first time doing karaoke? First, first time ever in my life. Okay, details. Tell me the song. How did it go? I want okay. to go. So how it happened was um, my girlfriend and I, we went to, we went to Kansas City for uh, celebrate her birthday. And we went to some Italian place with her family. And then after that, it was just her, her friend, and me. And we went to this bar for a while, got got a couple of drinks there. And then we went to this place called Hamburger Mary's. And um, we got a couple more drinks there. And her friend, um, I guess her boyfriend came over, bought me a couple more drinks. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to sing a song. I don't remember. I don't remember the, any of this. To be honest, of course, it was my girlfriend was telling me all this and everything. I was like, I don't remember doing any of this. She's like, it's like, yeah, uh, go ahead, go up there, request a song. I was like, all right. <laughs> I, uh, I, re- I apparently I requested a uh, Hugh Lewis in the news. Um, it was a heart of rock and roll. I love I love Hugh Lewis. <laughs> it's great. Um, they're great. And uh, I started singing and I. I guess I told my girlfriend to record me. And I posted it on Twitter and Snapchat. I don't remember anything about this at all. I woke up Wait, the next now morning. Now I'm about to go through my feed so I can go find it. You deleted, <laughs> did you? This wasn't a post and a delete. No, I, 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 no, I, I kept it up because people were commenting on it and everything. I was like, no, I sleep up. It was great. And I, t- I woke up the next morning. I was like, and I saw it on my phone. I saw my phone buzzing. I was like, what's going on? I saw the video. I was like, "Wow, I don't remember any of this at all." <laughs> but apparently, I did good. So, all right, whatever. I didn't yeah, think it sounded good, but whatever. I remember I haven't been on like I wasn't on Twitter for like the entire night, pretty much, because I was just busy doing other things. And so I finally got to lay down in bed and everything. And then I was just scrolling, and then I just saw Zach Greer. Zach Greer. <laughs> Zach Greer. <laughs> I was like, good lord, what is he doing tonight? So then I clicked on one of his videos. And he's just singing with the mic, just jamming out and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> he's having himself a good night, clearly. He was, he was. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess the only way to get me to karaoke is to get me drunk, I guess. It's the only way. I feel like that's the only way to get a lot of people to do karaoke. I mean, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I need at least like five or six shots in me to even <laughs> think about doing karaoke. <laughs> I was I, I this this is something I would never ever do in my life, but I was out of it. I was like, you know what? Let's have some fun. No one's gonna remember me. I, I might just go out and go have a blast. <laughs> I love it. It, it. I mean, it was it was fun. I guess. I love it. I love it. I haven't been in a long time, but it's definitely on my my up and coming to do list. I need to do that soon. Well, what about your carpool karaoke? 
I was just about oh, to well, say, speaking of karaoke, we got to talk about this. Right. So I never really sung on the carpool karaoke. Everyone else did the singing. I was more so the driver. I had to focus, but I got to hear a lot of awful notes listening to carpool karaoke. <laughs> who's, your, who's your favorite singer that you've listened to so far? Um. Well, okay, this is going to sound like it's cheating, but it's my honest answer. It had to be Joe Staley. Because I knew it. I knew that was going to be that. So serious about those songs like he would hit every note like when it's low and he would go high and i'm just like oh my gosh especially when it came to the disney songs he loved his disney songs so yeah oh, he was man. my favorite by far he took it serious he took it very serious I, I, watched, so I, I, I remember watching those videos and some of those guys are like they, they honestly did not want to do it <laughs> you can tell you can tell from face like yeah i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> yeah yeah, you, you get the guys that are like, well, I have had the guys like, I don't have to sing, do I? And I'm like, okay, we won't make you sing, but I will make you do trivia. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have like a design route or like um, whenever you guys go out driving or you just go whatever you want? I just kind of just drive, drive wherever I want. Um, you know, if I wanted to drive up to the city, hey, I probably would get in a lot of trouble for our PR team. So I probably <laughs> no, but just kind of wherever the wind takes us. Um, you know, I know I've had a couple of drives with some guys and the conversation is just so good. And we're like heading back to the stadium. I'm like, I'm going to make another loop. <laughs> and that's, that's the best interviews when it's just genuine. It's fun. And the guys are enjoying themselves too. Right. And it's the best interviews. Like you forget your own camera and you just, just talk. Right. It's right. great. Exactly. Until you get the like, wait, wait, are we, we're, are we, are we going to air that part? And we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're still actually recording this. <laughs> and I also remember your face mashups you did. I think it was last year. Oh, those guys, were my favorite. Are you so, going to do them again next year? or? You know what? I don't see why not. I think they were a lot of fun. And I think going into this year, we're, we might have some new faces. We already have some new faces from last season since we didn't get to do that. I think we did that one back in 2019. Um, so I don't see why not. Um, yeah. I'm down for the face swap. I mean, I feel like people they were they either really liked it or they were really creeped out by it. <laughs> both. It's probably both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was probably fun on you know both sides. <laughs> right. So. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 like I remember uh, Sherman's reaction to one of the face masks. He just died laughing. Um, I forgot which one it was though. I. I know there was, it was him and Marquise Goodwin at the time. They were both mashed up together. Okay. And what was so crazy, I think, like, they took, they had to, like, stare at it for a second because they didn't know it was themselves. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was oh a great gosh. reaction. Those were a lot yeah. of fun. Thank you for the motivation. We're bringing those back. We have to. Oh, that'd be great. I, actually, I love those videos. They're so much fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully with, you know, the vaccine coming out, we can get back to some of the normal things that we used to do. I know last year was so difficult doing a lot of that stuff. So hopefully this year we can have a lot more fun and, and get some of those awesome segments that we had in the past. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you said, COVID's been kind of hitting on everything, and it's just—it's hard to do—it's hard to do anything, to be honest. I mean, especially with uh, internet connection too. People have horrible connection, and it's just hard to do anything. Or a dog barking in the background. Like, listen, it can be a number of things. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and they say Zoom fatigue is real too. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I'm in college. Yeah, it definitely is. 
fatigue. <laughs> I graduated like right before COVID. So I, I stood clear of like all of the Zoom meetings, all the Zoom classroom stuff. So I lucked out on that part. <laughs> you are so lucky. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I could see. I actually skipped a couple of my classes because I didn't want to do it anymore. I was like, <laughs> I was like just give me a day of a break. I just, I'm, just give me this day. I'm, I'm good. Right. I'll be, I'll be there next time, but not today. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> so it is National Women's Month. And we actually had Maya, I, I'm hoping I'm saying her name right, Maya Chaka, or the first black woman to be an NFL referee. We had Sarah Thomas be the first woman referee at a Super Bowl game. And then we have the Buccaneers coaching staff, which is already really diverse with Lori. Wilkins as the assistant defensive lineman coach, and Mauro Javier I think that's her name is, and it's amazing how how accomplished um, women are uh, are um, being right now, and especially you, you know, um, it's hard for any black person, and especially a black woman, to get to the position you are at right now, and it's really incredible and um, admiring. To see that and what are your thoughts on that yeah I'm, I'm super grateful um you know growing up i think you know i did see the pam olivers of the world and the sage steels of the world growing up but i mean that was kind of the the gist of it and as time went on you know you began to see more women and also women of color uh on your televisions and and i'm just so grateful that i was raised in a time where i did see that and learned that you know what this can happen you know this isn't just limited to men or you know men of a specific creed or color whatever the case might be so i'm just so grateful that i had those type of women to look up to and and now glad to be in the position that i'm in now i even get young girls that are in high school and college that reach out to me and they're saying like your job is so cool and i would love to do what you do someday and i'm like yes like i would love to see that too you know i i feel like um just being able to report on sports shouldn't be limited to somebody, you know, I mean, it, it can't just be limited one to a male and then also not just white men. I mean, it can a number of races and genders like male or female. I think if you have a passion for whatever it is you can do, I feel like there should be no reason that that should hold you back from doing that. So I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to have this job. And, and there's so many women, um, we I, i'm in a group chat with nothing but female reporters and you know we've been able to lean on one another um because it's we we all kind of go through these same struggles so uh to be able to see you know more women of color and women in general uh entering into the nfl world it's so exciting to watch and i'm so excited to be a part of it and i i um whenever you first came to um, work for the niners I was um, ecstatic because you know it's it's just really nice to see a new face, a woman, a black woman, be um, the head of reporting, and you, you know there's Jennifer Lee there as well. But it, it's just it's just it really is um, awesome to see that. 
Yeah, it's super fun. And then thankfully, like I do have women like Jennifer Lee Chan. I just talked to her on the phone this morning and she was so welcoming when I got there and excited for me to be there. And you have MJ Acosta, who's with NFL Network. I think she came the following season with NFL Network to cover the 49ers. But she was just also so helpful in helping me navigate. Like I was already here with the 49ers. She was asking me questions about the team and I'm asking her questions about reporting. So we really kind of got to build a friendship. And uh, I'm just so grateful. There's so many women Um that I mean, I could go down a list of a lot of the women that have been covering the 49ers that have also been just so helpful and and they've been killing it in their jobs too. That's amazing. So, Tommy, I feel yeah. like sorry, Tommy. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm, I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> what's uh, what's been your favorite part, uh, just like as a whole for your job? Hmm. My favorite part. Well, just my job in general, I think what I really enjoy doing is when you, I just think about myself growing up and and football is my sport of choice. That's what I was raised watching. And Mm. you see the helmet, you see the shoulder pads, the uniform, you, that's kind of how you correlate, you know, the football player and the name on the back. That's pretty much it. I think what's special about my job is being able to go beyond the helmet. All right. Who's this guy under this uniform? Uh, let's talk about where you're from. Let's talk about how you're raised. What are you passionate about? Um, being able to tell the stories. Don't get me wrong. I love talk. I can talk football all day long. But I also enjoy being able to tell the stories that you can't really learn from just watching them on TV. So I think that's one of my favorite things um, about what I do. But one of my favorite moments from what I do, I, I mean, I would obviously just jump back to the NFC championship game and, getting that win over the Packers, that that moment was just surreal. And um, earlier, or I think during January, I was kind of like just scrolling through my phone, looking at like photos from the year prior, and I stumbled upon those photos. And then I'm like sending them to my coworkers, like, do you remember this moment? This is awesome. <laughs> like just thinking about, you know, um, this organization and going what I'm trying to think back, four and 12, six and 10, again, what, four and 12 before, turning the whole ship around and making it back to that level. I mean, that was just so much fun to witness. It was not fun witnessing those below uh, 500 seasons, but seeing how everything kind of came together in 2019, putting together that special team. And when I say it was a special team, like that was a special team, like just like the camaraderie in that locker room. And you would see these guys literally hang out with each other 24 seven. I'm like, don't you get tired of them being with them all day on the field in the locker room? But they, it was like a real brotherhood. And I was so, I'm so grateful to be able to witness that. Yeah. It's kind of seemed like our locker room. I don't want to kind of sound like I'm like gloating or anything, but it's kind of funny. Cause I feel like our locker room, especially is just, you know, like you said, it's just like a brotherhood. Cause I mean, a video came out, I think it was, last year maybe uh but there was like jimmy kittle uh who else was there um we're talking about a wrestling match do, yeah like everyone was just like Red on Taylor, the side yeah, yeah like they're yeah. all just sitting there cheering yelling kittle was going crazy screaming <laughs> at the top of his lungs i mean it was just more than you know just teammates it was like a friend exactly. family I think they're they're all not you know not saying everyone calls each other every day but i think there's genuine friendships in that locker room that just go beyond like it's season we're stuck together 
like you you look at the guys' social medias, they're hanging out together. I know some were in the club together not too long ago. Right. <laughs> but but you you see that these guys actually hang out with each other off the field. So I think that's what's really, really special about this team. Right. And they yeah. all have like their inside jokes of like oh. Kittle wearing Jimmy's face on his t-shirt <laughs> and then Jimmy wearing Kittle's face on his and then Trent Taylor wearing all their faces on his and right. all that sort of thing. So yeah, it's just really fun to just, you know, see how their friendship has just like come, you know, really small from getting to know each other. Then it's just kind of expanded into like this big old happy family sort of deal. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle, you just had a interview with, I forgot who, who it was, but um, he was telling um, the guy is like, yeah, George calls me every day. He's like, hey, you coming back? Or, you know, how you doing? And it it really does tell you how um, great of a locker room this this is. And you can't say that really about the too many other teams either. Yeah, and I, I can at least say that from, like, you know, where I've been in my past and the people I've been in contact with that work elsewhere. Uh, I've even had people reach out to me like, that is so cool that your, you know, your locker room does that. And I'm just like, this isn't normal. Like, I <laughs> Not though it's not and i think it, it has a lot to say about you know they, they say this word over and over and over again and and a lot of people think it's cliche but i truly believe in it but it's culture and that's the culture that john lynch and kyle shanahan they want around this team you know they don't just bring in you know they want to bring in the best guys but also with that they want to be bring in the best guys that fit that locker room um, I can say I, I haven't seen any divas or anybody who thinks they're, you know, above, you know, being around this group of people or, or talking to the media, whatever the case might be. Um, so I, again, that, that really goes to what they're trying to build in that, in that organization and, and it shows. Yeah. Especially with like the energy that like Staley brought to the locker room. I mean, yeah. even, even like me, for instance, not even being able to like meet the guy or anything, but just seeing like on screen of him, you know, having interviews with other players in the locker room after games. And then you have, you know, him and McGlinchey doing like karaoke stuff together on, on the stage. And then, I mean, Kittle's energy obviously is just, you know, through the roof. So, I mean, it's just funny to see, you know, just across the board of Staley's been there for, I mean, he was there for like 14 years or so, I think maybe 15. I'm not even sure, but 13, 13 seasons, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, and his, his energy, (laughs) his energy never, you know, went down, never dipped or anything. He was there for the below 500 years. And I mean, never really changed even after going to the Super Bowl. So it's just really, really fun to see that sort of thing. Even uh, we're talking about, you know, just the type of people they're bringing into the locker or they brought into the locker room. Also, some really good personalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about George Kittle and Joseph Daly all the time. <laughs> but look at like Kendrick Bourne, one of the most like yeah. energetic guys you'll ever meet. Debo's the same way. He's a very positive guy. So I think that's really awesome that, you know, Mike McGlinchey's another name um, that the the personalities also match uh yeah. what's in the locker room wait he was actually a really positive guy <laughs> he actually he is <laughs> he's a really fun and like happy guy he's so because i'd never see that anywhere else <laughs> right, what, what have you what have you gotten from him well nothing really i just like you know i watch him um on the sideline he doesn't seem happy at all <laughs> but i, I, think, I didn't but... think he'd be a really happy guy 
I think that's because there's also a switch. There's the, you know, we're in the locker room or, you know, I'm out hanging out with the guys. There's that that type of personality. But then there's when I take the field. And when I take the field, I'm a whole nother person. I remember last year, I think they were talking with Jeff Wilson Jr. And yep. he said he goes to a dark place during when it's game time. You know, I think yep. a lot of the guys, they kind of go into this whole, like, you know, I'm focused. It's it's on the game and nothing else. I'm not really joking around. I'm pretty serious. So, but you do see Debo dancing around pregame though. <laughs> He has well, like choreographed yeah. dances with with Kendrick, and then I think they had the same thing with Emmanuel Sanders. I, I don't know how they learn all of these dances. I don't. <laughs> I, my brain doesn't have that capacity. <laughs> they probably have like a whole Zoom meeting going on behind the right. scenes. <laughs> so is Jeff Wilson a really happy guy too off the field? Jeff Wilson is an extremely kind guy. Really like Jeff Wilson Jr. He, but he's a, a kind and like mellow guy. He's not really? like you know over the top and jokey. Uh-huh. He's just like a very mellow personality. So who's the most shy person in a locker room? God, most shy. Because you know there has to be some shy guys in there. There, there are. There is a lot of shy guys. Um, okay, I got I'm trying to go position by position here. Um, <laughs> Putting her on the spot. God, I know. I feel like now I need like the roster in front of me. Shy. <laughs> Ro- well, I, I don't want to call him shy, but Ross Dwelly prefers to not really be in front of camera. Okay. Oh, really? Laid back kind of guy. Um, let's see. Um trying to think who on the o-line daniel feels like a low-key guy daniel brunskill yeah. okay i feel like richard would be kind of a shy guy though who which one weston richard weston weston's not that shy really yeah I, I don't think weston's that shy they call him big drip because of his swag <laughs> i learned <laughs> i learned that from the guys they call him big oh my drip. gosh <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, not too shy, no. <laughs> Kwan Williams, there we go. That, he doesn't like being in front of the camera at all. Really? Mm-mm. I can kind of see that. Yeah. I mean, he does seem like a more serious person, though. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great, though. <laughs> Big drip. <laughs> I, well, ever since I heard that name, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to call you that forever." So, are there other nicknames that not many people will know about? Um, not that I know. I'm probably not that in. They don't let me that in. (laughs) I just remember someone said big drip on our, um, we had our like live show 49ers live and I forgot who I had as a guest and they said, oh yeah, big drip. And I said, who? They're like, Weston, big drip. I'm like, what? That's That's awesome. So I I got, let me think about it. I got to think if I can figure out if someone else had some names I'm forgetting about. So how uh, how does like the locker room kind of like handle rookies coming in? Do they just kind of like are there like uh, not what am I trying to say? Are there like certain things that certain players would do to like kind of like mess with them or like pull pranks on them or something? Not not that I've witnessed, but I have seen you know after practice you know the rookies got to carry the, who's who's going to take the gear inside until the locker room. <laughs> So you'll see rookies like you know carrying helmets and like the shells and like walking with all the stuff, but no, nothing too crazy. Um, I, I know that 
um, back in 2019. I'm trying to remember who it was, um, but I believe, I know like I, I talk about it all the time, but like the D-line has like a D-line group chat and, you know, they talk whether it's football or whatever the case is, they kind of talk about everything there. And um, I'm trying to remember what I, oh, I talked to Javon Kinlaw this year. That's what it was. And he's like, yeah, they were so welcoming and like, let me in. And, you know, I learned the ropes from, from this group chat, you know? And so, yeah, no crazy stories, but <laughs> Uh, from what I have gathered, the rookies are treating treated pretty well. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I, you would figure they um, at least give him a little, um, mess with him a little bit for his dad's reaction whenever he got drafted. Do you remember <laughs> that? That was one of my favorite parts of his of the draft. His dad rolling <laughs> off the couch because <laughs> he said his dad's a 49er fan. Right. So right. I, I remember I did get the chance to talk to him right before season. And it was actually his dad's birthday that day. And I was like, Hey, how's your dad doing? He's like, Oh my God. The fact that you just asked about my dad, he's going to be <laughs> this you just asked oh, no. he's a legend now after what happened in the draft. He like went viral. Kind of after <laughs> he did. <laughs> he became a meme. It was great. Oh, that was great. I want more moments like that this year. Good viral uh, moments from the draft. Oh yeah, viral moments. Like something accidentally happens or something. It'd be great. <laughs> Put on America's Funniest Home Videos or something. Oh man, that would be so great. That'll make my like week. <laughs> <laughs> so Kiana, I know I'm sure you, I know you follow me on Twitter. So you know what I'm about, right? About the food takes. Oh boy. Here we so, go. So, yeah, I might your... well just leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your best food takes? I got one, and a lot of people aren't going to like it, Ooh. but I don't care. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready for this. Raisin canes is awful. It is trash. Really? Yes. I've never had it, so I can't say anything. You're so <laughs> lucky. <It's laughs> So unflavored and disgusting. And there's always a line of like 40 or 50 cars in the drive through line. I just don't get what is so special about it. So that is my one hot take for food. But I, I love talking about food, so. <laughs> I, I had raisin cakes before. I, I didn't think it was that bad. It was all right, you know. <laughs> I'm not wasting a line of 40 cars for it. If it was yeah. for free, I still might be like, ah, I'm going to drive to Chick-fil-A instead. <laughs> okay, but you have 40 cars in that line, too. I mean, it's, it's, worth, not worth, it. it's not worth 40 cars. I mean, Chick-fil-A here in Kansas, at least, Chick-fil-A, their line just goes through and, like, just car by car. It's it's so quick. See, I don't know it, what they do, but... It takes forever where I'm at. Guys, uh, all right, I'm going to put you guys on to a secret. This is how you get around the crazy line. The app. Just get the app. Oh, I yeah. have to play app. I'm, I used like to. I'm like a silver status person. You just place your <laughs> order and like I'll like press send like when I'm like eh, probably like five, ten minutes away. And by the time I pull up, my order's ready. I grab my order and I go home. It's yep. perfect. It's the way that's, that's how you do it. I literally have like a food like folder on my uh, phone and I just click on it and just like there's, you know, tons of restaurants on there that I just click and just order wherever. That is so, smart. That is yeah. smart. I might have to take a page out of your book and apply yeah. that. To like, <laughs> I, I just hate cutting a line, you know. I, I, I don't know. It just feels. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily cutting now because you push, it, 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 feels like, it, yeah, it feels like you, cutting. You're just smarter than the other people. Forever. 
So I, I did that actually when I was by the stadium, there's the Chick-fil-A right over there and the line was like crazy. So I did my order on the phone. By the time I parked my car, they were like, your order's ready. And the car that I would have been behind hadn't even ordered yet. There you go. You got to work smarter, not harder. That's mm -hmm. true. That's why I don't order DoorDash. <laughs> it's way too expensive. Oh, I'd rather, rather just go go somewhere, get it, just go to work. Yeah. They're just waiting forever. I'm, I'm kind and, of I'm with you on that one. Like, I, I like, I, yeah, you know, the drivers don't get paid much, and you, but I hate being forced to tip somebody. It should be at least an option, not be forced to do it like the, guarantee, like the mandatory kind of thing yeah i'd rather just get up and get it on my own anyways plus i exactly. always feel like when i do the door dashes of the world and postmates that it always comes cold like it just it doesn't seem as appetizing to me rather than if i just grabbed it on my own i don't know if it's because they made it and it's sitting there and the driver took forever to get there and get it to me i don't know so i'd rather just get it on my own and um the thing much okay so chinese food is not good whenever you order for takeout you have to sit in the restaurant to eat it. It does not taste good when you take it out. I have a question. Does Panda Express apply? Yes. <laughs> is that yes. like saying, is Taco Bell Mexican now? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is Mexican food, but it is made by, made by Americans. So, yeah. Mexican-American? <laughs> I say it's a, it's a George Kittle favorite. He loves his Panda Express. And I feel yep. like he feels some kind of way about this. He feels some kind of way. I think he's oh. very serious about his Panda Express. So this debate this, might, might start something. It's only one I, way to find out. We got to get him on the show now. That's what there it is. <laughs> so actually, this would be a great segment for you know, like, hey, best food takes videos. I think that'd be a great segment. That would that would be fantastic. You know, we'd have a lot of debates going on because you know people are very passionate about their foods. This could yeah, start something. Yeah. Other. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it could be either very good or very bad. <laughs> exactly. It could go either way. You just don't know. But I like that. We're on to something, you guys. I, I would definitely know because a lot of people criticize me for whatever I don't like. It's like, oh, no, you don't like this. And they, they'll they tag me in things that are absolutely disgusting, like bologna and rice sandwiches or something like that. I was like, what is this? All right. Give, so, me, give me any, both of you guys, give me your best food take. Rancho pizza is the best combination there is. I will not argue against that. Oh, thank you. I'm loved. Wow. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so mine is mashed potatoes are horrible. They are disgusting. No, I can't stand <laughs> these. Yeah, mashed potatoes are disgusting. I do oh, not like that's them. painful. That's like my favorite food. Really? I think I also think gravy is horrible too. It's like don't put on anything. I don't I don't really mm. mess with gravy that much, but I love mashed potatoes. All right. It's just, That's baby food. it's just horrible gravy. baby food. <laughs> no! Uh, mashed potatoes, lots you're of ruining. Nope. <laughs> you're ruining it for me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not. It, I don't I don't think it's good. I really don't. I don't like sweet potatoes. Sweet potato fries. Those are awful. You like sweet potato pie? No. Nope. I don't okay. I hate all pies. I hate every pie. Really? You hate all pies? Every pie to known to man, I hate it. I just don't like it. Really? Not even that's any pie, chocolate cream pie, nothing. That's that's different. That Ooh. was actually pretty different. I See, think I, it's it comes to now. This is going to take me back to the whole pineapple or pineapple on pizza debate. I don't like warm fruit. Like my fruit should exactly. Only be cold. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. It's so just, that, 
Oh. Well, someone's face looks like they like pineapple and pizza. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, it's not. I'm I'm just one of those people that like if there's food in front of me, I'll just eat it. I don't. I mean, I'm not a very picky eater like at all. So I mean, if someone's ordering pineapple pizza, I'm all for it. I don't care. I'm not going to argue with them. But there better be some ranch just like sitting on the there side. Has to be the ranch. <laughs> Gotta be a ranch here. Okay, I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. If if someone orders pineapple pizza, I'm just I just won't eat. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't do oh, it. I might, it depends on how hungry I am. I might pluck off all the pineapples and then eat. there you go. <laughs> that, that I might be able to get by with. Yeah, I don't like fruit on my. I don't like yeah, like you. I don't like warm fruit. It does not taste good usually. No, and that's that's what brought me to my whole thing with pies: apple pie, cherry pie, all that. Nope, I won't do it. This piece cobbler counts as pie. I put it in the same category. Yes, and do I you? know love. Peach cobbler, I just can't do it. I like the crust. I like to peel off the crust. <laughs> I like the crust. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, in case anyone wants to send me any desserts, I love cookies. I love cupcakes, cake, uh, brownies are go to. Ice creams probably like at the top of my my chart, but pies, it's not for me. You like you like brownies? Love brownies. Love brownies. What? No. No. I don't know how no. you can't like brownies, man. <laughs> it's, it's not that good. It's I, I there's a thing called too much chocolate, and that's what brownies are. Disappointed it's, it's, again. I got nothing. It's delicious. It's so great. I it's, love my with walnuts. Nothing. Nothing will beat brownies and milk together. Nothing in the world. No, you're I right. I swear. That's you're literally right. the same thing as cookies and milk. It's not good. It's not the same. It's basically the same. We exactly. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> this one, oh, this one called the food take guy. You know, oh, it's God. the 49er food take guy. My disappointment right now. I've seen the food takes, and usually some I'm like, okay, I can, yeah, that's okay. I can deal with that one. Or like, I agree. But this one, this one cuts deep. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Zach's food takes cut deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Kiana, it's been a huge pleasure to talking to you. Um, it'd be, I really hope you uh, come back in the future and hang out with us again. Of course. Think... If we can talk food, I'm back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sounds football, great. Those are my two things. Food and football. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. And this is the Fortnite, Fortnite Hour podcast. See you guys later. <laughs>